And we're here on the KM Podcast, Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael here at DetroitLions.com as we talk Lions football 2024. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. I think this we're going to do this more often than I thought because I thought after the season that the Lions had, fans would like to just regurgitate and do, live in the moment of the great 2023 season. But evidently, we we flipped the page after after the Super Bowl, and now everybody's excited about the next season. So the NFL is truly a 365-day event now. Absolutely. You know, it seems kind of strange to me, or just kind of, a, I wouldn't say weird, but it's just a, sort of a different feeling. You know, the Super Bowl was eight days ago, you know, yesterday, and then, but it seems like it was two months ago. It just seems like time has has gone by. Yeah. And it, it sort of plays into what you just said. It, 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 it's nonstop. And it also seems like the Lions, that game, I, even though it was, uh, it was two, the Super Bowl was a week ago, right? And the Lions' last game was three. It's been almost a month, close to a month than to the date the Lions last played. And it seems like that 49er game was last night. I mean, it just still seems like that game was that close. And like I said, we're going on four weeks next week from that game. It's, it's, it just goes to show you what sort of a grasp that the, the pro football has on the American public. And, yeah. it, you know, what – and. And it's going to be the international public, too, to some degree. Yeah, I just don't want them to mess it up because the, I saw the NBA, and I know this is getting off subject, and we'll get back on in a second. No, when the NBA about- in the 80s and going into the 90s when Michael Jordan was there, the way they just had a capture of everything, and the way that game is disintegrated to the mess I saw at the All-Star game over the weekend, it just tells you that even if you're on the top, you do a few wrong moves, and you could be pushed right back. I, baseball, Mike, you know it's 70s and 60s. Man, no, nothing was bigger than baseball. Nothing. And now baseball, man, is fighting third. I mean, you know, they're fighting with NBA. And NBA probably is more popular than younger people, but, you know, it, the baseball should have never had the fall it did, and I don't know where it went wrong, but I just hope football doesn't make the mistake by being too big. No, I don't think it will. And, you know, first of all, they've expanded so much. They've got so many more teams now than they had 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever. And so, it, you know, baseball is like in every every corner of, the, of, of our country now. And the world. And the world. It's and a world, world. game. Yeah. It's a world game. World. Yeah. So, but I'm just talking popularity. Basketball, they had it. Michael Jordan, they had it. And to me, it's just, it's just it's, like I said, that All-Star game just disappointed me. And it's just... It's been like that for a while, and they've gone down. But anyway, we're going to talk football because I think football did the right thing. They got rid of their all-star game. They just made a skills competition. They, they saw a bad product was being put out there, and they decided to stop it. All right, can I just add one thing here? This is this is just a bit. You're, you're, you're going to get all over me for this one. But, you know, the National Hockey League had it, had it different 40 years ago or so, whatever it was, and, and it worked. They started the season with the all-star game. That was the first game of the season was the All-Star game. And what they did was they had the defending Stanley Cup champions hosted the game, and they played the All-Stars. And what a cool way to start the season. Yeah, but because of contracts and size now, football, you can't play a football game. Especially no team is going to want their best player playing a game before camp or during camp, you know an actual tackle game. And plus, if you remember, Mike, remember the college all-stars used to play the Super Bowl champs? Yeah. They stopped yeah, that right. because, you know, 
I, I remember Pat McAnally getting hurt in that game. It was a monsoon. I think it was the last time they played it because they used to play it in Soldier Field. And it was a monsoon, and that was the last. They stopped the game early, and that was the last time I think I saw it. I think 1975 they still had it, too, and the Lions had a first-round pick from South Dakota State. Lynn Bodine? Uh, Lynn Bodine. How did you? I was just going to say Come that. on, you brother. That? You're talking to somebody who knows what he's talking about here. You're um, talking to somebody I, who knows South Dakota. All I remember that? is the Pittsburgh Steelers were in the last one, so that timeline kind of sizes up that uh, it was 75 or 76 was the last time they played it because it was the Steelers playing the um, college All-Stars. But anyway, back to the story of this football season. Uh, There's a big date, February 20th, which for people that don't know, that's Tuesday, when the franchise transition tag window opens. And um, a lot of all you people out there that think the Lions are going to go spend $50 million a year on XYZ player at XYZ position, you'll find out a lot of those players that you want are going to be franchised or transitioned in the coming weeks. So you got to wait to see who's available for free agency, first of all. And then if you want to spend big money, and this is where I want to get into it today with you, Mike. We can talk about a few names, whatever, positions they need to be filled, free agents that the Lions have that need to be signed because there's been some rumors out about Jared Goff and St. Brown over the last week. But my point to you, let's go back to Brad Holmes' last press conference, and let's go back to um, the way Brad Holmes has built this team and the way going forward. And I did some research. I don't think big money free agents do anything to help you win. And I'm talking about over time and over the years on teams that have oh. taken in big big money. I'm not talking about getting good players, good young players, and bringing them in. I'm talking about these big money guys who are 29, 30 years old, um, on their third or fourth, on their third contract, and you pay them this exorbitant amount of money. I, I don't see a lot of times these guys help you win, Mike. I just think they're they're good for the fans to sell tickets or, you know, we brought a star in. I heard of them. But for this team, to me, I don't think they should go after big money free agents because you pay your own guys who can help you get to where you're going, and then you bring in guys to supplement. But, you know, that one big name to me, I don't, I don't see it. Well, Kenny, I, think, I don't think you're, you're wrong on this, but I think one thing you have to include into it is it's got to be somebody who who can play. You know, in other words, you got to you got to be able to target somebody who can play. And if you have good players like the Lions do, then you have fewer players that you're trying to to, to replace. So I think the way the Lions have strengthened their their you know their their, their team in a lot of areas, you know, they they have they're not out there hunting for the big ones like they were you know three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. I can it makes any sense? But, it makes sense to me, but. I don't want to go all the way back to Lions folklore and Lions lore, but I just feel no. that as a team and the way you have this team built and you build off grid and you build off this as a great locker room, you bring in a guy who's going to get paid more than 90% of maybe all of the rest of the roster who didn't help you get there, and he's just going to glide in for the, you know, for the victory lap, which is the Super Bowl or Super Bowl going. I don't think that's going to sit well in that locker room. I don't think Brad Holmes – wants that, and I don't think they're going to do it. I just don't think they're going to go out and spend $30 million. I'm just giving an example of a guy. I don't know if he's going to be available now. For Chris Jones, I'm, I just don't think they're going to go spend $30 million a year on a guy who, who you know, is already got his two rings or three. I don't know if he was on the third one or not, but at least two. And 
you know, you're just bringing them in as a as a the finishing piece, and then you can't pay X, Y, and Z, and you have to let them go. I don't think that's going to fly in the locker room. Well, it depends on it depends on who the player is who's let go. I think has something to do with it, you know. And 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 really, when you think about it, I think the players, most players, are most interested in is how how it benefits them, or how it benefits them, or doesn't benefit them individually more than it does the player who got either got signed or not signed or, or signed with another team. Yeah. Others, I think they're more concerned about their own. Well, that, that's, own that's the concern part I'm talking about when you say, well, I can't sign X, Y, and Z because I had to bring this free agent in. You know, like I said, to me, and this is me talking, I'm not Brad Holmes. I'm taking care of St. Brown, who has been your best player or one of your best players for the last two years for sure. And he way woefully underpaid for his position in the league. And I wanted him taken care of first. The Jared Goff thing, you can take care of him if you want to. He's under a contract for this year. You can negotiate. If you can't reach it, that's fine. But I think the offer should be made out to him to negotiate a deal to keep him. Because like Brad Holmes said, you can get a lot worse at quarterback than you can be a lot than get a lot better. Right. And after that, you know, the other guys, they gotta fit in where they fit in if there's money around or whatever. But those two guys to me should be the two top priority people you take care of. Yeah, and I, you know, for, for the way they've been able to operate behind that offensive line, I'd like to keep that, if I'm the Lions, I want to keep it as strong as I can. And they've got a couple of guys, you know, Graham Glasgow is one and, and Jonah Jackson is the other. You know, really, both play the guard position. Uh, Glasgow also can play center. And, and, and you know, they, they might need him at that position sometimes. So I think those are a couple of guys that you want to take care of, if you, if you can, to a point. Yeah, to a point, and one more than the other. Jonah John, John, Johnson, Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson, excuse me. J- call him JJ. JJ, I, I'm not a fan of bringing him back if it's going to cost a lot of money because availability to me is a key, and he just misses too many games. Good player when he plays, but for the money he's going to ask for and command, unless it's the money is right on my account, I, I, I can I can live with a replacement there because I got I need to get a player that's going to play, Mike. He misses too many games for me. Well, that's the only issue with him. He's been in four years. He's been a he's been a Pro Bowl player twice, two times in four years, so it's two times in three years. Whatever it is, he's looking at a good productive, a good producing player, but his production is down because of you said because of injuries and not not available to play. Yeah, and I don't really think he played that good this year. I, I this is a well, just this I is just um you know I don't have any stats on it. I'm just looking at the eye test. I thought he had played better the two years previous than he did this year. I just, I, that's just me. And like I said, if there's any position on the team that you can upgrade with a rookie or another player and it won't be as much of a steep climb from the one to the other, it's guard. Now, Glasgow, I would need back more than Jackson because Glasgow can play center. And Frank, you know, is going to need games off for the rest of his career because that's just the way it is now. So, I need you need a center that can a guard that can play center, or you need a person that can do both. So I I can see Glasgow coming back, and I think Glasgow's got a certain limitation on how much he, I'm going to pay him too. After that, I'll just go. I'll find guards. The guys are I man. Guard. There's a bunch of guards out there. There's a bunch of tackles that can be moved in the guard, and that's another thing we should be starting to talk about too. Is as um, Taylor Decker gets older in his career, Mike, is there going to be a season where it's time to move him inside? Or move him over to right tackle and put Panay Sewell on the left side and leave him. 
I don't know if there is or not, but I don't think that time is now. I, I don't think it's in the next year or two. I think he's still a good, solid, functional player, and I think he's got good years ahead of him. Well, he's got one year left on his deal, so that's a decision you're going to have to make. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm just saying, athletically, uh, production, in terms of his production, I think he's still got it. Yeah, I I, I concur exactly. But like I said, with one year left on his deal, you have to start thinking down the road. So the one thing I am thinking, though, when this draft comes up, I'd like to see him draft a tackle that can play guard instead of just maybe a playing guard because – that third tackle position that Nelson had last year, and he went on IR, and there's no telling what his future is. Is Kobe Soresdale ready to take on that? We don't know. But you, that third tackle position is is up in the air. And then, like, I like to see him draft a tackle that can play guard, and then you could take care of two uh, needs with one draft pick. Yeah, I don't think it's probably all that easy to get them. But, yeah, they're out there somewhere. And, and I have faith that wherever they are, wherever you guys are out there, Raise your hand. Brad Holmes is coming. There's a guy named Barton, I think, from Duke or whatever. He they project uh, him to play all over the line. You know, he can play sure. from center out to tackle and somebody like that. But like I said, they'll find it. Now, uh, I, I hate to bring this up, but I have to bring it up. Oh no, you don't. I've been listening to the radio now for the <laughs> last two weeks. This Jerry Golf situation has just got me flummoxed with the fans, and not even <laughs> call the fans. These call-in shows or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. It's too much to pay for him. Get rid of him, blah, blah. Three. This man has led this team to two playoff wins when you didn't have one since 91. All right? You don't have any questions, can he win a playoff game? He won two and almost won a third one. It wasn't his fault. Basically, they lost the third one. At least you can't say he made mistakes in the game. But I'm just wondering, what do people want and what do you want to pay for? Look, the going rate is the going rate. That's just the way it is. I didn't make the rules, and that's the way it is. I didn't pay uh, Daniel Jones in New York, and I didn't pay Kyler Murray in Arizona, but they got paid. So there is a fair market for them, and there is a market I won't go beyond. But for people just to say, let them go, it's too late, or don't pay them and franchise them to make acrimony amongst the team and the player, it's just stupid. You got a good thing going. Your window to me is four years, five years from this point. Do everything you can to maximize what you have by tweaking and adding. But this is your Super Bowl window these next four or five years. You know, players understand who the guys are in their locker room, who get the money, deserve the money, and get the money. And the quarterback is one of them. And Jared Goff is solid as the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. And not only that, it's not just his play. It's not just his performance. But it's the way he carries himself on the field and in that locker room. There's nothing there that you could look at and go, oh, we wish he wouldn't, and then fill in the blanks. No. I'm not saying he's the perfect player. We all make mistakes. We all have issues. all have problems. But you're going to go an awful long way if you're the Detroit Lions to try to replace him or get him on, get somebody else on the cheap. It just doesn't work. And you're, 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 you're asking for an unknown, too, You know, if you want to get somebody on the cheap. You're asking um, – you're asking for a maybe instead of what you know you have. You have a known quantity right now, and the only thing you're arguing about is how much you want to pay this known quantity. And it's just amazing. And like I said, all the, I'm a Hendon Hooker guy. I like Hendon Hooker. He's in a perfect position. He backs him up, and if years from now he's ready to take over, then he takes over. But you got them both there. 
So paying one or the other, paying golf is not going to interfere with Henry Hooker's progress. If you think he's the one to take his place, why are you trying to rush it? When time comes, it'll come, if it comes. But you got the guy who's going to lead you, who led you to the NFC Championship game, who can lead you to a Super Bowl. Just go with it. I mean, like I said, I understand you don't want to pay him too much of the cap or whatever, and you want to get the best deal you can. And I'm sure there's a way they can work this thing out to where he gets a fair amount of money and you'll be able to massage the cap to get players you want. Because I've never seen an NFL team not get a player they want if they wanted them under any cap situation. If they wanted a guy, no, they ended up getting them. There's always a way. So don't tell me, well, we couldn't. We had to let 12 people go because we know you didn't. You wanted to let 12 people go because you signed them. There's always a way. I'll just go down to Kansas City where they're paying their quarterback, what, 60 million? Right. And he's, and he's under contract for another, what, seven years or nine years or whatever? This, right. It's just starting. Right. He's just starting that contract. Yeah, the, 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 I think that you can. That illustrates that you can find a way to keep players if you want to keep them, right. and you certainly want to keep your quarterback. Now, one thing I am upset with, and I'm maybe I'm the old guy on the lawn now. I'm Just getting to be thing. that way. Just more things. <laughs> I don't like a lot of these free agents of bees coming out saying they got to get the most money, and that's all they care about, or whatever. I know it's the way the kids are today, and I know it's the way we think, or whatever. But that just turns me off the the free agency thing too. I was looking at um. The Kansas City Chiefs, Janaris Sneed, the other day, pay. I want my money. Pay me my money. Jefferson saying I got to have the best. Jalen Johnson in uh, Chicago, the cornerback. I, first things on my mind is getting my money. I know you got to do it, but but you got to be discreet. Not discreet about it, but be demure about it. And it just, I don't want one of these guys. The only thing they want is their money, man. And then you know, I just I don't like those players, Mike. Well. I- I don't care how much they make or don't make. That's their that's their problem, and that's their their right and their issue. But it, 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 you get sick of it. They'll get tired of hearing how much they make. I know you make a lot of money. That's great. Good, good for you. So what? Yeah, I just don't want to hear it. I just like I said, I would be very cautious, especially to an older player like twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. That's only talking about he got to get his money or what else. Because then, you know, this is like a retirement package for him. I don't want to see that. I, I like to keep my free agents to the second contract guys, 25, 26. You know, they've got it. They earn for a third contract possibly. And they're young enough that you can put them in and work with them. And I, I don't, like I said, I don't think a big free agent to me is going to make that much difference than a, a, a second tier free agent. I just, you know I just don't per- think. You know who's the perfect model for what you're talking about? Who? I'm on Ross St. Brown. Where do you ever hear him, you know, pop off about how much he's going to yeah. make, how much he won't make, how much this? Right. He's got his own podcast. He, he, you know, he, it's, it's it's good. It's fun to listen to. Just he, he's he's got a, just a great grasp on where he is, where he's going, and what he can be. Yeah, you don't hear him talking about I'm holding out next no. year. If I don't get my money, and I got we got to dust this, blah blah blah. Okay, fine. But anyway. That's just the way of kids are today and the way it is. I understand it, and I'll let it go. Um, things I do want to talk about, there are some free agents positions that I will be looking at. I got a list of free agent quarterbacks here, and this is, I mean, free agent that are available, and this is minus the franchise tag being put on some of these guys, so some of these guys might not be available. But we both can disagree. There's two positions that they should be going after first in free agency. Are we agree with that? Let me just. Go ahead. Uh, pass rusher and 
first one's easy. You know that Right. That first one's easy. I just want to put a little... Like I said, the first one's easy. Now... My speech impediment, I stutter. What you just said, though, is probably the same prescription for 16 out of the 32 teams. They want to pass. Everybody wants a pass rusher. And everybody probably wants a quarterback. Half of them want quarterbacks. Quarterback, so, yeah. Corners. So what what they want is what everybody wants. Now, where they may have an advantage this year is everybody can see now this team is only a few pieces away from going to a Super Bowl. If you want to add the money and winning and being on prime time a lot, I think the Lions, this is going to be one of the most attractive years for free agents to want to come to the Lions. No, look. All you got to do is play. You know, play the tapes from last year, last season. Go back. You know, go back five weeks ago. The trade lines were the hottest thing in football. Yeah, they still aren't. Ain't cooled off yet. No, and and like I said, oh, you bringing that San Francisco game back? Thirty minutes away, Mike, from the Super Bowl. At a one of the youngest teams in the league, being thirty minutes away from the Super Bowl. It just that just uh, anyway. It's there for him this year. <laughs> Let me rub it in. <laughs> it's there for him this year. Um, I got a feeling that Brad Holmes is going to get a veteran cornerback more than a rookie. I don't know if it's by trade or when all these big cuts go. Because I want to know. I want you people to notice this about football too. All every time you sign these guys to these big money contracts, uh, now I can you go back as far as you want to go. On the other end of those big contracts, these guys get released toward the end of them. Like to save money, like you look at San Diego. Well, not San Diego, but the rate, um, the Chargers now they got four guys making about more than half their cap. They got to cut a couple of them, like Khalil oh, Mack and whatever. Four. These are those contracts when they sign them. Nobody looks at the back end because you're not getting that money on the back end because it's not guaranteed. And when you get to where your cap number, I saw somebody's cap number yesterday is like twenty five. Oh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett from the Seattle Seahawks, Mike, wide receiver. Yeah. You know what his cap number is for this coming up year? It's like $26 million. $26 million for Tyler Lockett? Yeah, so he's going to get cut or Whoa. traded. But I'm just saying, when you sign these big – he signed a big contract a couple of years ago, and he got his bonus money, and he's got the money that they're going to put in every year that's you know, going to be dead money when they cut him. But there's no way in the world he was going to play for $26 million in 2024. It just wasn't going to happen. No. Khalil Mack is number with San Diego is like thirty-two million, but if you trade him, it's like seventeen million base salary. It's no way in the world he's going to play under thirty-two million dollar contract this year. And you knew they know this when they sign it. All they want is their bonus money, you know, the guaranteed money. That's what you look guaranteed at. Guaranteed money. Well, that's what. You know, you know who we have to thank for a lot of this? Who? Kirk Cousins. He's the one who. who, who and look, I'm not not criticizing him at all at all, but that. You know that guaranteed money contract he signed when he was with Washington, that was the that was the trigger for for a lot of what what's still going on now. Yeah, and, and good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. So when he you look at these deals, look at it that way. Yeah. And if you sign one of these deals, you're going to end up cutting them in the end. But yeah, you should only, the Lions should only be concerned with the next four years, right now. And I think that's what Brad Holmes is looking. I'm sure he's got that board in his office where he's looking at, you know, who signed for how long and where the money's coming from and how much the cap presumably is going to go up over the years, and he knows how to budget the money. I have no no, no problem thinking that he knows what he's doing. No, but, no doubt. But yeah, I'm sure wondering no this doubt. year, I'm not saying a top-of-the-line free agent, 
But I think the free agent signing he might do this year might be just a little bigger than his biggest one so far. And who's his biggest free agent signing so far? Is it, is it Cam Sutton? Yeah, I mean, he signed a lot of one-year guys, yeah. but has he signed a – he hasn't signed – like Cam Sutton's probably the, the biggest one he signed so far. You know, for more for multi years. I don't think he I don't remember anybody else. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that was his biggest. I think the signing issue will be a little bigger than the Cam Sutton, but I don't think he's gonna pay thirty million for a Daniel Hunter or thirty five million dollars a year for a Chris Jones. I just don't see it. I mean, I think David Montgomery got something like eighteen mil for for three years. Yeah, those are good contracts. Cam Sutton got like ten a year or something. That's that and he got more than one, he got like four years or three years. That's a big deal. No, and look, a lot of those guys that, that that they've added, you can't say that they didn't get value out of those players. These yeah. are the ones. These are the ones that they signed or, or acquired as free agents, or the ones that they that, you know they've got good, you know, got new contracts. Right. But and and looking over this list, Mike, I think the first wave is going to pass again without them signing anybody. And he did that last year too. You know, the first wave went by. You know, the immediate after midnight signings or these ridiculous amounts. I don't think he's going to get involved in that. I, I just don't see him doing it. Was well, was ten years ago? They, was it Jim Schwartz was on a, on a player's doorstep at, at Kyle Vanderbosch's garage or whatever, and he waited for him. And and how'd that work out? Well, it helped. he was a decent player. Like I said, he was a, he was a and he was a plus thirty guy. You know, years of age. He was an older guy. And what did he play here? Two years. I don't think he played three, three years. years. Did he play three? I know he got two for sure. But those guys, like I said, they only he help a, you so much, Mike. He had a, he had a really good second year. He had, I think he was injuries his injuries his first year. Right. Really good second year, and then age caught up with him year three. Right. But when you get when you get these guys in their thirties like that, you got to these things can happen. That's what I'm saying. I like the way he brings in guys, uh, you know, in their second contract, 25, 26 years old, that age, you know, looking for some money, looking to play, looking to make a name for themselves. That's the kind of guy I would look for. And to me, you don't have to be a Aiden Hutchinson on the other side. You just got to be good. You know, if you can give me eight sacks, that's good. Well, That's good. Put pressure on, constant pressure in eight sacks. I'll take that in a minute. If we'd had that this year – I think we'd have won that game. I just, when Houston got hurt and we missed those sacks from this year, and nobody made up for it. You right. know, Charles Harris didn't make up for it. Romeo Coro didn't make up for it. Julian Acora didn't make up for it. I think that's where they went wrong. And this year, I think they're going to address that. And there's some guys out there. Like I said, the other day, Carl Lawson got let go by the Jets, and I thought Carl Lawson, when he was with Cincinnati, he was an eight sack a year guy. He, he was real good as a situational pass rusher. He's free to sign now at all. You won't probably can get him for next to nothing. And if he can give you six sacks or, you know, come in and be a part-time player, guys like that you look for. Now, cornerback, I will spend a little money on a cornerback if he's a starting NFL good cornerback. There's a lot of rumors out there. I heard some rumor about J.C. Horn the other day. I don't know if these rumors are true or not. But I'm sure Brad Holmes is looking through trade and free agency for a starting corner. Well, that whole, yeah, that's, excuse me, they've done a, excuse me, they've done a, a terrific job with that, that whole that whole group back there, both in both in the draft and in acquiring free agents, and, and then just getting players, you know, getting getting guys who've been let go and get, and, and and get signed, you know, who really don't qualify as excuse me, can don't qualify as unrestricted free agents, but they're available. Yeah, 
So I'm not right. So I'm not gonna sit there and give names out because it's it's few time. People that waste your time. I mean, it's fun if you want to play. If you have nothing else to do in your life, you want to um, do your little playing and find out. Oh, we're gonna sign this guy, this guy, and this guy. But nobody knows. Only one person knows, and that's Brad Holmes. Exactly which way it's gonna go. I can tell you who's out there. I can tell you all those that want Josh Allen from Jacksonville. They're not letting him go. You might trade for him if they want to let him go. But them, nobody's letting these guys get the free agency without getting no. compensation for him when they spend no. top ten picks on them. The Brian Burns of the world. You know, the Daniel Hunter, he might get the free agency. And if he does, it's because they don't want to pay him. It's not because they don't want compensation for him. But the other guys who are, you know, restricted free agents or first, you know, 25-year-old free agents, they're not letting those guys go without compensation. You know, um, Daniel Hunter is almost 30. That's why, or if he is 30. So that's a different story. Cornerback-wise, well, like I said, the tap, the guy, LeJarrius Snead, wants to be the highest paid in, from Kansas City. I'm not I'm not interested in making the highest paid cornerback because I, they can help you, but they only can help you so much. I'll tell you one thing, Kenny. It's a long time ago since Reggie White in 1993 kind of started all of this. It really is. Yeah, a but, long, yeah. long time ago. But, but you got a player like that right. for nineteen million. But today, Reggie White would have never yeah. been allowed to get the free agency. Probably not. He wouldn't have because they would they would have franchised him well, and they traded well, him or whatever. It was no way a guy like that would have got the free agency now with the new rules and the way it was back then. That was a new thing, you know. The guy well, got to his end of his contract. What do we do? What do we do? I remember I saw Ray Crockett at Circus Circus one day. Don't ask me why. I was in Vegas. And Ray said, he told Chuck Schmidt, because it was free agency was new, and he said he told him, he said, look, I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You need to sign me before we get to this point because it's going to be a whole new world. And, he, look, he said, I'm not turning down nothing but my collar. And lo and behold, he got a big offer to leave, and everybody thought he was going to stay, and he left because no, he it was a new there, thing. Yeah. yeah, Chris Spielman left. How about that? Remember that? With just a, a true line, right from you know from top to bottom. Yeah, signed with, signed with Buffalo. Right, two years with Buffalo. All right. Well, we're gonna keep going here on these podcasts because a lot of things are happening. Um, a couple of weeks, the NFL Combine, which is um the twenty sixth through the fourth of March. Uh, that's gonna be exciting. We'll get everybody getting their shorts and run around. But to me, that's all about the meeting the players and the way Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are to see who mentally fits their team profile. I don't think you're going to get a lot out of the combine workouts. You get, you know, some oohs and ahs, the guys running or lifting or whatever. But pretty much I think that the, the evaluations are pretty much set already, don't you? Don't you think those just go to verify what you saw on tape? No, I would agree with that. Yeah, look, the, the, the most important thing that you want out of all of this stuff is, number one, is the uh, the medical reports. That's what you want. Right. You want to see how healthy they are or aren't, you know. Right. Both ways, but yeah, that's that, that's probably the number one thing that they get out of it. And then the workouts—they're they're fine. They're, they're nice. They're fun to watch. I think the National Football League has gone too far, but they made it a money-making money making venture again, you know, on TV. So as they always do, but but I don't think they mean as much as the players think they do, and, and certainly not as much as people like me think they do. Exactly. Well, we'll cover it here, Mike. And uh, before we go, uh, one thing I want to say. Um, Quarterback-wise, we'll, we'll do this every week probably on the draft. As we speak today, As we do speak the Chicago today. Bears keep the number one pick and take the quarterback from USC? Quarterback or, from USC. Or do That's they cool. keep Justin Fields and move on? As of today, if they were picking. 
So I think they they they, they draft the quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt about it. You think they there's move no Justin Fields? Yeah, because you want to recycle with the you know, and all of a sudden you got a a guy who's you know what forty million dollars instead right. of a hundred million or right. however, however they calculate that. Right, right. I, I'm not a Fields fan, by the way. I like him. I think he's been mishandled from the beginning, from the day he landed in Chicago. I think he did, have not done the, the the best you can do for a young player. They've done, excuse me, in some regards, the worst you can do. But I think he has a bright future ahead of him somewhere. But it's not Chicago. I, I'm still not impressed with him as a thrower, and I just think he reminds me a lot of um, those quarterbacks that ran early in their career. But then when the time came, if you're going to become a thrower, you can stay. And if you don't, you're going to get out, like Cam Newton. He's not even as good as Cam Newton running-wise, but I'm just saying when Cam Newton finally couldn't run like he used to and he had to depend on his arm, he was out the league in three years. And I just think that unless he gets to be a better thrower of the football, and I don't just mean every now and then a nice throw, and, uh, you know, the way to manage the game, I don't, I don't know about him. I'm still – the jury's still out for me on him. But after four years, this is his fourth year going into, I thought I'd see more progression than I've seen. So maybe it might be the Chicago. It might be the management and the way they've, like you said, the way they've uh, trained him and the way they've um, changed coordinators sure. on him. But however many of the cases, uh, the, the NFL is literally with guys who've gotten into a bad team and gotten bad management and ended up having their career suffer. He may be one of them. We don't know. Well, I certainly hope not. Me too. All right, Mikey the Hero, that's it for the Canon Podcast for this week. We'll join us again next week as we'll do another pre-combine workout podcast and we'll also talk about i think by next week we'll know who's been franchised and who ain't i'm sure no lion will be franchised but we'll have a better idea of exactly who's going to be a free agent and there'll be a bunch of rumors out there about who um the lions are looking at and also the coaching staff hasn't been released yet i'm waiting for that i thought it would have been the day after home spoke but you know a lot of guys are coming rumored to be coming and going and i want to see exactly what that new coaching staff looks like yeah, it's yeah, so am I probably not to the same degree you are, but but I yeah, I wanna I wanna who are these guys? Yeah, so we'll talk about that too. All right, that's Michael right. here at DetroitLions.com. Check him out on the podcast with the KM podcast every week. Uh Ken Brown from WGR Radio. Check out the Mitch Album show four to six PM every day. Thank you, Mr. Mike. All right, Kenny.